Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, 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 tonight is the night. Yes, sir. This is the person that we've been waiting for for a long time. And, Brian, I think tonight what will happen, a lot of people that's, that's listening, I believe a lot of people will be set free from a lot of things. And and one of the things I think they'll be set free from, Brian, is themselves, having that fear of not stepping out and making things happening for themselves. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things we try to do on the Abundant Solutions Hour is we try to provide people with information that they'll be able to take and use to better themselves. Right. You know, the motto is to help others be more, do more, and have more. And so, you know, when we bring a guest on, we always think of uh, the values that we hold dear to our hearts, and we try to, you know, invoke those values out of those people. And so right. tonight's guest, we, we really truly believe that we'll be able to accomplish that. Yeah. And, Brian, you know, the topic for tonight, you can go ahead and give that out. Yeah, the topic is, I am. Brandy, you know how powerful, you and I, we were talking about that, those two words. My mom used to always say those are the most powerful words that you could say, I am. And our guest had to say that. She had to to know who she was because of the things that, that she was, you know, were thrown against her. And mm-hmm. in the middle of the tough times and being in the valley, she wanted to start something. And, you know, most of the time when you're in the valley, Brian, you just want to be depressed and you just want to just give up and throw in the towel and just do whatever life brings you. No, no, no. She didn't do that. She did the opposite of that. It was like her faith grew when everything else was crumbling and just falling around her. That's <laughs> just, that's what, and when I spoke with, 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 with her uh, public Ken, I told him, he said, well, what are you going to talk about? I said, I am. And that's what I got from looking at her on her website and listening to some of her CD. It's just powerful. And, Brian, I, I mean, I'm just excited about her being on. And I am. That, that's mm-hmm. all I can say. Yes, well, let's bring our guest on because I'm ready to hear what her response will be to this question. <laughs> our special guest is Miss Serena Moore. And at 26 years old, Ms. Moore has already achieved more than many entrepreneurs twice her age. You know, and it talks about how she took a business, which was a small construction cleaning firm that she started with her father, and turned it into a multi-million dollar business. But that's only one facet of her life. She's also an active member of her community, where she's been a strong advocate of of programs that address the issues such as teen pregnancy, violence prevention, financial empowerment, and career development. And she sits on the board of directors for We Are Seeds, a Philadelphia-based nonprofit youth advocacy organization, and is also the director of Project Joshua, a nonprofit youth organization which serves low-income and disadvantaged youth by providing inspirational and educational activities. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Serena Moore. Hello. Hey, Serena. <laughs> welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine, and thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. You know, I, I know you heard us talking about you, and I 
it just it gives me so much encouragement to let me know that I'm on the right track. When right. something when things are going bad and you just can't see outside of your environment, you you were able to do that. You were able to see outside of that. You were able to see the future because some of the things that you said to your father and some of the things that you said on your C D, it just I, I'm like she saw all of these things happening before it happened. Mm. Yeah, how are you? How, I mean, you had to have some type of a relationship with God to do that. Well, yeah, and you know what? The the one thing I love about my story is, is yes, I did see that, but not always. So I started a lot where everybody is right now. I started with the doubt. I started with fear. I started with you know, I'm not qualified. I started with, you know, um, I'm not old enough or just whatever. I've been through too much. I don't deserve this. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So those were those uh, are some of the thoughts that I had. But I, absolutely, my faith in God is what actually propelled me to push past all of that and know that there was something better in store for me. I didn't go through everything I went through for nothing. So there must be greatness waiting on the other side of all of these trials. So it, it was just faith that propelled me forward. Awesome. awesome. Wow. <laughs> you know, and you talk about faith propelling you forward. You know, what was what was the motivation behind your faith? The the motivation behind my faith. Well, I'll, I'll start. I'll start by saying this. One, um, I faced a lot of obstacles early on in life, and you guys. I mean, that's all on the website. That's all on the bio. Um, everyone mostly knows that I have. Um, I have twin daughters who I had when I was seventeen, my last year of high school. So I've been a single mama since um, seventeen with with the twins. And um, on top of that, I also have a 16-year-old, so well now 17-year-old that I've been taking care of for the last three years. So I'm a I'm a completely a single mama, um, <laughs> but I love my girls, <laughs> and they have been my motivation. Um, I have my faith in God being number one, but my my motivation is my girls. One of the principles on my CD is um, you must have a why, W H Y. And my why is the reason why I keep going, the reason why I get up in the morning and work so hard, the reason why I don't stop. You understand what I'm saying? Because I need to prove to them that if there's more to life and you don't have to stop because of obstacles. You can keep going. So I, I'm I'm trying to prove a point. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just trying to prove a point. You know, let me ask you this. Why do you think you were chosen for the things that you had to face. You know, a lot of people, we hear a lot of people talking about the things that they went through and they complain. I never heard you once complain. In any of the things that you've written or any time that you speak, you're not right. complaining. So why do you think you were chosen to go through the things that you went through? Well, uh, one thing that the other thing you'll know about me is I'm, I'm, I'm completely dedicated to, um, to, to the Word of God. So Scripture helps me a lot. And the simple fact that knowing that um, the Bible says that God won't put more on you than you can bear, meaning if I got it, that means I can bear it, that's comforting enough. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, be not weary and well do and, and be not weary and well doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I have to keep going. 
the race is not given to the swift. I just got to keep running. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. the the word is my encourager, and the word is what keeps me going. And uh, so I don't have to ask, you know, well, God, why me? Well, why not me? And everything that I went to, went through has brought me to this great place. My testimony wouldn't be so great if I didn't go through anything. You know, it was something you said earlier about uh, the fact that you were taking care of a 16-year-old, soon-to-be 17-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been a child advocate for, well, actually, ever since I was a child. <laughs> you know, I've always had a love for children, and I've actually had uh, – foster children that have lived with me, some still, you know, that have lived with my mother-in-law, still come to my house on a regular basis. Right. You know, they still come around. They still see how we're doing and so forth. What made you, you know, take on a tremendous burden, you know, of raising another child while you already had two young daughters and the fact that you were a single parent? You know what, um... I I don't know. I honestly don't know. My dad, my father says, Serena, they don't make 20, 26-year-olds like you anymore. Well, I'm 27 now. He said, they just don't make them like you <laughs> no more. <laughs> I've always just been that way. Like, it wasn't a second thought. I, I actually had two girls at the time. They were 14 and 16, sisters. Um, but now I only have one of them. And uh Basically, their parents are unable to take care of them. That's how I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. They are just, you know, not capable of being parents at this point in time. So um, they were members of my church, and I was a youth minister and youth leader at the church, and I would get them on the weekend just to show them, you know, better life or whatever, show them, you know, that there's more to do outside your house and, you know, your parents are doing what they're doing, but it's okay. There's more to the world. You can keep going. And I was just bringing them out on the weekends just to do that, but – uh, and uh, a situation happened where they actually ended up needing a place to stay. And without a second thought, I said, well, God, if you um, if, if you say so <laughs> with your permission, I'll take them. I'll just take them. I mean, what, what, if I can provide for myself, I mean, I'm sure I could share. If we have peanut butter and jelly, we got enough for everybody. And I've just all, always been that way. So it was never really a second thought. I didn't count up the cost. And some people might say, oh, that's no good. I didn't count up the cost. They're not foster, so I don't get government assistance for them. I simply have a notarized letter saying I can be their guardian until further notice, and it's been three years. Mm. <laughs> so, um, But I didn't think twice about it because, you know what, if I was in that situation, I would need somebody to do the same thing for me. Awesome. When you were in the dark room by yourself, when you took over this company, and I know you said that you were thinking that, how can I do this? I don't have uh, what society says I need to be successful in this business. You know, you, I don't know if you, I think we've all had that moment when we're at the brick wall when we have to make a decision to believe in our faith and believe in God or to give up. You know, do you remember when you when you went to him and said, you know, I'm committed to doing this. I, I, I need your help. I can't do this by myself. I, I need you. And a lot of people say it's when you're at your breaking point when you do that. Do you Were you ever at that point? Well, um, let me say this. Let me just clarify. Uh, 
a couple things. One, um, with the company, Elohim Cleaning Contractors, the um, construction cleaning company, I still work with my father and my brother. But um, the way it is now, my my father and um, and my brother pretty much manage the field. My daddy is semi-retired. I'm trying to retire him, basically. I just want him to relax. <laughs> he wants right, to go right. to Florida and collect a check, and I would like for him to do that um, because he's worked very hard for us. So he's very much still kind of involved, not too much in the day-to-day, but he's, he's definitely still involved in the business. But there were times when I felt like, you know what, this is just, I can't do it. I'm not getting paid enough, and I know plenty of people who are small business owners or uh, um, entrepreneurs can 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 attest to this. I'm not getting paid enough. Money is not coming in. Um, this ain't looking good. I don't have enough clients. I don't see when you know, I don't see how this is going to even work. Oh, I had all those thoughts. I want to quit. Forget it. And guess what I did? I quit <laughs> for no. a minute. For a season. Yes, I did. I said, uh-uh, this is too much. It's too hard. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And what had to happen was God had to tap me on the shoulder and say, wait a minute, this is not about you. All along, it was never about me. And here's what's awesome. My passion and my, 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 um, what I really, really love and enjoy doing is encouraging, empowering, and inspiring other people, period. Wow. That's ultimately my purpose. So check this out. God brought me back into the business, gave me strategy and just know-how and godly wisdom to, to, to put in place the things to grow the business to the level that it grew, get all this recognition, multi-million dollar business, 27-year-old Serena, cover a black enterprise. She's doing her thing, getting all kinds of awards, right? <laughs> Nothing but God's doing. But all he did was build credibility for people like you to call me so that I can have this opportunity to have this interview to encourage, empower, and inspire somebody else, which birthed Serena Speaks, which is absolutely, completely um, related to my purpose. So do you see how he did that? <laughs> you know, I, w- I want to read something here. I have a, I have a business card here, and it says, Mind-Altering Strategies, mm-hmm. Developing Techniques to, motivate, to Motivate, Educate, and empower. Now, Greg, you know what that is, right? Yeah. That's my business card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you start talking about inspiring and that being your passion, right. I start thinking, is she reading my business card? No. <laughs> <laughs> because, but, but, and the reason I say that is because, you know, Greg and I have this uncanny ability of finding people that have like purposes. And that's what we typically attract to our show. We find people that have the same mindset and the same purpose that we have. And then we ask them questions about what motivated them, what got them started. You know, that's really Right, right. And and we do it in all in an effort to help motivate, inspire and right. educate other people, our listeners. Right. right, right. And so what you're doing is just it's awesome for one. But it's right in line with what God wants all of us doing. And can I can I say one thing too? Um, what what I what I wanted to just um, just briefly mention is that I, I understand one thing about God that is absolutely awesome, which is He honors faithfulness. You understand what I'm saying? He honors commitment. He honors when, um, for example, and I and I, I just 
I, I definitely have to share this. When, when we got started in the business, we didn't have money. We didn't have a place. We didn't have an office. My father doesn't have a GED. I don't have a college degree. I was a single mama. Ain't nobody in my family had a business. So it wasn't like I came from that long line of entrepreneurs that everybody talks about a lot of times. So in all, or in all facets of the game, I was so-called disqualified or not qualified. And I, and I know that you've seen the bottom of my emails that simply says God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the calls, which means i got to keep on going anyway because you can't tell me whether or not I qualify because only God qualifies me. But, but back to what I was saying, my, my, my testimony is one of there are no excuses. And that's the message that I need to be able to say to other people. You have no excuses. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you have, what you don't have, where you've been, what you've done. None of that matters right now. What matters is what you're going to do next. You understand what I'm saying? Do you give up or, or do you keep going? And, and it ain't over So God says that it's over. So if you're here, you still have time. Absolutely. <laughs> Serena, you have, Serena, there's so many people out there that are listening right now, and a lot of them are probably asking this question, and they're saying this thing, and they're probably screaming at the at the computer. I tried all of that. I, I, I tried to do what you're saying. I tried the hard work. I prayed. I did this and I did that, but it didn't work for me. What do you say to them? <laughs> Keep trying. There you go. Keep trying. I mean, it, it, it's real simple. Um, it's real simple. You can keep trying or you can just call yourself a failure and, and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, um, you, you really just, you have no excuses. And if you've been trying the same thing the same way, try the same thing, try, try a different way. <laughs> you understand? Look yeah. up the, the, the definition of insanity. <laughs> try the same thing over and over, <laughs> expecting different results. <laughs> so, I tell hey, you, Greg, she 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 has to be our sister. Yes, we say that all the <laughs> so, time. So so it's kind of like no, all, all you have to do is keep on trying, and it might be you might have to change the company that you keep. You understand what I'm saying? You might have to separate yourself from some people. You might have to make some drastic changes. Mm-hmm. And some of those, and we hear this all the time, the people, and, and Brian and I, we go around speaking in jails and prisons and, and detention centers, right. and we go around speaking to these kids and we tell them, you need to change the people that you're around. If right. they're not speaking life into you, and if they're getting angry when you're not around and you're trying to do your thing, you need to cut them loose. Even right. family members. Right. And, and Brian has heard me say that there's no hurt like family hurt. Oh, it's times, the worst. Yeah. Yeah, and and family, you think that they would push you and push you to be better. No. And when you start doing it, it's almost as if, now I'll say this, some of your family members don't want you to do things out of caution because they don't want to see you get hurt. Right. But then you have some that will try to pull you back because they think you're trying to be better than them, but, but right. all you're trying to do is elevate yourself. Right. So how right. do you de- how do you deal with those family members? Oh, that is such a good question because I deal with it now, and I think um, not realizing it, like the position that I'm in right now where God is just pouring out his favor 
<laughs> and doors are just flying open as soon as I walk up to them. I didn't ask for that. It's not my fault. It's just my time. I can't explain why it's happening. Um, and, and it hurts. It does. But I have a select few people who I can go to and and talk about how I'm really feeling. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm. I, I feel like people think that, um, or or people are giving me uh, acts of jealousy, or I feel like people are looking down at me, or telling me I'm moving too quick. You trying to do too much. You think you all that? Like I keep, you know, hearing stuff like that, and I have to have people around me that are strong enough to remind me that Serena, you are who God says you are. Keep it moving. You don't live your life for anybody else but you. And if I don't do what I'm called to do, and if I don't do what my assignment is to do, when I stand before God, he can't possibly say well done because I never did the job. And I can't stop and explain myself to people. You can't go where I'm going if you can't see what I'm seeing, and I got to accept that. And I love you still the same, but I have to keep on moving. And it is, it's not always the most comfortable place, and I, I cry plenty of days. And I don't want anybody to think that I live the perfect life. I, yeah, I got a successful business and I have a, I have a beautiful family and a whole lot of support. Um, but then I also have the opposite too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. I mean, I, we have to deal with it. Oh yeah, it, it, it a lot comes with it. It's a lot. You know what, Brian? I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, Serena, a lot of people are afraid of success because they think with that success comes a lot of responsibility, and that is true. But they can handle it, right? If they're yeah. doing what they're told, if they're doing it the right way, though, right? Well, yeah. So I mean, that's that's um, biblical again. To whom much is given, much is required. Absolutely, and I mean, it, it, a whole lot is required, and I'm not talking about just. Just uh, uh, money is required, but just physically a lot is required. I feel that God has given me much as far as wisdom and know-how, so there's a lot required of me toward other people. You know what I mean? My heart goes out. To, like I can feel I can feel your pain talking in front, over the phone even. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I know that some, I just know and feel and, and understand that somebody is being encouraged by it, whatever I'm saying tonight or, what, you know, or, or the information that we're, we're able to share tonight. Somebody is being encouraged. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm being encouraged. <laughs> I'm you encouraged, know, and I'm talking. <laughs> you know, this is uh, one of the things that I was thinking about. You know, when you were talking about how you had family members that, um, you know, were maybe saying some things here, saying something there, or they weren't encouraging you. Mm-hmm. Have you found that now that you've attained success that you have a lot of people that are trying to now come to you and say, hey, you know, I got this idea? Yes, yeah. plenty. People from every state. <laughs> Uh, jail mail, voicemails, emails, you name it. I get it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 hey, it's, it's a great place to be in because I'm glad that God has given me this position, you know what I mean, to be in a place where I could um, be in the, or, or be a person of influence or whatever. But with family, yeah, you have those who, um, who either draw closer to you, but then at the same time you have those who grow farther apart from you. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a very it can sometimes be a very lonely and a very confusing place. 
You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And that's yeah. it. And you know what? What I really believe, and this is this is really my honest opinion, um, but what I really believe is God will take you to a place where you only can rely on him, period. Yeah. You won't be able to say, Daddy did it, Mommy did it, my counselor did it, she helped. No, no. He will have you at a place where you can say, you know what, nobody but God. He did it. You understand what I'm saying? Where only he gets the glory. And I feel like like when you're in that place right there, it's so lonely and it feels so uncomfortable, but it is so worth it. Mm. It is so worth it to stay there. It's it, You know, and, and we hear a lot of people all the time. I was talking to one of my best friends just the other night, and he explained to me about being in places that a lot of people died in those places, but he came out of that. Right. And and he kept saying it was nothing but God that brought me through that. Right. And that just leads me to this question of when you were, when you got the news that you were pregnant, when you were in high school. Uh-huh. When, when, when you got that news and, and to be able to, uh, see through all of the stuff that was going on that you thought was bad and you thought was this and that, but do you think God was just setting you up? He was building your character through all of the the, the decisions that you made to get you to where you are now. Well, I mean, that definitely. Um, I believe that those the, those situations, you know, God has permissive will, so He allows some things, and He allowed that. Um, and I believe that that was one of the one of the situations in my life that forced me to grow. You know what I mean? When I when I found out I was pregnant, and not only pregnant, but you know, pregnant with twins, <laughs> I had two. I had no time. I, I had already planned for one and how I was going to get around. Okay, I could do this. I could do that. I could get a babysitter. Then when I found out I had two, I was like, oh, dad, whole show shut down. I can't get no babysitter. <laughs> so I got to slow it up. Um, but, no, God will use whatever situations, you know what I mean, and he will use those and teach you through those situations. And I think one thing that I had shared with um, with somebody before, I felt really bad after I made that decision. One, I grew up in church, so, you know, people look at you funny and all that, all, look what she did. And, you know, so I, I went through the whole, you know, doubt and guilt and fear and, you know, my relationship with their father was not a very good one. So it was just, you know, I had a whole lot of emotions and, 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 and problems at that time. Uh, but God used all of those things to build character in me. And it was like really time to move forward. And I, I had to keep going. It wasn't time for me to get dumb. It was time for me to get real smart. Mm. And I feel like, you know, that situ- those situations and the decisions that I had to make and all that have have shaped the person that you get to listen to and meet and talk to um, today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yes, choices. Wow. That's something Greg and I talk about a lot. You know, I, I can truly attest to the fact that it's very difficult to find babysitters for twins because I'm actually a father of twins. Man, look, I know that's right. It's all right, though. But see, they're old enough now where they can pretty much take care of themselves and watch themselves. Yeah. But, you know, back when they were younger, it was almost impossible. It was Absolutely. like, I got to watch, you know, and I have a, another daughter, so it's like I had three. Wow. <laughs> 
You know, wow. it's like, whoa, I got to watch all of them? Wow. The yeah, whole night? It's no joke. It's no joke. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, but, you know, but I can attest, and I, and I agree with you, you know, it's not easy to make those type of decisions, especially when, you know, when, like you said, you grew up in a church, in a nurturing, you know, church, but then people look at you a certain way and they treat you a certain way. And, you know, it's not necessarily fair to you because, you know, although you were a child, you did have those decisions to make. You made a bad choice. Right. And, you know, what people tend to do in general is beat you down over your choices. Right. You know, and and I truly think that, you know, it's amazing how you didn't allow the people who beat you down over the choices, and watch where I'm going, to deter you from helping people in that very same arena. Right, right. You right. see, I, and I think it just comes for full circle. You didn't allow your circumstance be- to become your consequence. No, absolutely not. It mm. felt like it for a, a great long period of time, but I, I absolutely could not do that. Mm. You know, I want to talk about how people mistreated you because there's people out there listening right now that society is looking down on. They're frowning on them. Some of them are dealing with being molested and raped. Some of Mm -hmm. them are dealing with domestic violence. And some of them are just being thrown away to die, to do nothing. People just thrown them and written them off. And I'm sure, Serena, when you find out that you were pregnant, a lot of people just had already written you off. Uh, she'll never come back to school. She'll never do this. She'll never do that. And they said some really horrible, horrible things. But it was something that kept you. It was something that pushed you through all of that. You didn't stop. What right. was it? What was the, What was that something that that gave you the ability to 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 just keep pushing and going forward? I'm going to tell you, usually you can only answer that question in retrospect because during the time I didn't see anything. All I saw was I was in a bad situation and that was it. But in retrospect, I, I know now that it was the prayers of my mother, you know what I mean, and my and my family who were praying for me even when I was making dumb decisions. I know that for sure. Um, and I know for two that there was there's always um, been a, a, a purpose and a calling on my life. We're all born with a purpose. So nobody can convince me otherwise. So ultimately, even though I did with what I did, and I mean only half my story is, not even half of my story is told on the CD because there's so much more. I went through an abusive relationship real bad. Um, I went through just a lot, a lot of dumb decisions, a lot of them over and over, cycles and cycles of just poor choices. Um, so I hit plenty of brick walls. So the, the twins is not the only one, because I'm sure there's people like, oh, well, so she got a baby, that's it. No, there's more. Um, but but nevertheless, um, I couldn't let those things get me down, and I just, there was, you're right, there was something inside of me, and I believe it was, I'm telling you, my, those prayers, and it was God working in me, even when I didn't expect it, even when I didn't feel it, even when I did not know it, and what I needed to do was really get connected to some people who didn't look at me for what I had done and didn't look at me for what I had been through and all the bad decisions, but just saw somebody who could be somebody um, to, 
who could be somebody great. You know what I mean? Seeing yeah. past who I was at that point and seeing who I could become. And once I got around those kind of people, because that's just how God does, he looks beyond your fault and sees your need. And at the time when he did that for me, I'll tell you this, I used to um, I used to go to the club all the time. I was at the club on Saturday and church on Sunday, and I know y'all know what I'm talking about. I am not the <laughs> only one. Uh, but anyhow, I used to, and I just doing my own thing, you know what I mean? But still yet, you know, God, I do love you. I think, I mean, I do, but I'm struggling right now. We're just really struggling. And I, I remember, and I'll share this, I remember this one, sun, this one particular um, Sunday or whatever, I went to church and I said, you know what, I'm going to go up there for prayer. And I'm going to see one more time if we could do this again. And I went up there and I prayed and I said, God, all right, this time I guess I'm serious. Like, yeah, I don't, I just don't like the life that I'm living, really, like, period. And um, someone came over, a man of God that was there, came over and prayed with me. And he simply said, he said something very simple to me. And all he said was, you are so special to God. And I said, uh-uh. I can't be. He must be talking to the wrong person. Do you know what I did yesterday? And he said, you are so special to God. And I'm thinking in my mind, "Uh uh-uh, you're not talking to the right person. And I'm telling you now, at that moment, that whole, when I used to hear people say he looks beyond your fault and saw your needs and sees your needs, that came alive for me right at that moment. God gives what you need and not what you deserve. You understand? Because he could have just been like, you just a nasty little ill. You need to go sit down somewhere and get yourself together. I didn't need to hear that because I knew that already. I needed to know that I was special. And once I got that, then I felt like, okay, you know what? There's something to this. I can keep going. And now all the people that drug my name through the mud and talked about me and told me I would be nothing and what you going to do with them kids, you're going to be on welfare, you're going to be this, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. All those people, my greatest, uh, my, my, uh, the, the best thing that I can do now is to prove them wrong. So you told me what I'm not going to be, but I'm about to show you what I am going to be. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And the fact that I'm walking around proving people wrong is enough to keep me going. Mm. Wow. So what? So so the question you have to ask yourself now is, so well, what did they say that you can't be? Well, what did they say that you can't do? Prove them wrong then. You don't have to argue about it. You don't have to fight about it. You don't have to cry about it. Prove them wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, the one thing that I've learned and, you know, because I used to say that I was going to prove people wrong when mm-hmm. they said that I couldn't do something. Mm-hmm. But what I've been using now is that I'm going to prove God right. Yes, absolutely, because that's what you do. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I, I tell you, we have we got to be some kin somewhere. <laughs> you know, because I can remember the people. I can we remember the God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know, I can remember people talking about things that happened in my life and saying what well, I wasn't going to be able to do and, oh, you'll never do this, you'll never do that. And then I used to always, I'm going to prove them wrong, I'm going to prove them wrong. And I remember this man told me, he said, why are you trying to prove people wrong? They're already wrong. You ain't got to prove it. <laughs> yes, and you know what, that's true too. You know, but I want to get on to some of the other things that that, that you're involved with. You know, not only have you taken a business and, you know, just made it just blow up, you know, for lack of a better word. Right. You know, 
what you you took them to the cleaners. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> yeah, we still doing it too. You know, but also <laughs> you've been very active in your community. You know, just tell us a little bit about the organizations that you're involved with, as well as your own organization that you started. Okay. Um, well, actually, I um, I became um, uh, founder of 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 Project Joshua and. That actually was a youth ministry at um, at the church that I used to belong to. I was a former member of um, of a ministry that had uh, a very um, pretty much inactive youth ministry. So what we did was we named the organization. We started coming up with um, with a mission, and I worked with the young people. And we went ahead and got our text ID numbers and really made the thing legal. Um, and and that's Project Joshua, and that was my my first baby, and currently, right now, I'm working with um, We Are Seeds organization, which is um, an organization that serves uh, adjudicated young uh, females in the city of Philadelphia, mostly. Um, they're not all adjudicated youth, but a lot of them are. Uh, we address issues such as, like, teen pregnancy and domestic violence and abuse, and we offer activities, educate, both, both educational and inspirational. It's um, not a church ministry at all. It's a 501c3, and uh, I, I'm, I'm only actually on the board, and I've, I, I've been a, a mentor to some of the young ladies there, and I went to speak to them at one time, and I was supposed to be there speaking for maybe, I think, 45 minutes to an hour, and we went like three hours. They would not let me go. Mm-hmm. We had like a uh, round, just I mean, a really, really casual in the gym, around in a circle, kind of talk. It was about fifteen to twenty young young ladies, and I fell in love with them from 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 then on. I said, you know what, I'm going to help this organization. So I've been um, really active with We Are Seeds and trying to help them raise money and uh, just you know have things for 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 the young ladies there. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. You know, we have a couple of callers on the line. I want to go to the caller from the 267 area code. Caller, you're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. That may Hello? Just be somebody. That may just be somebody listening in. We have another caller, too, Brian. All right. Let's go to the caller from the 757 area code. Caller, you're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hi, how y'all doing? All right. I'm doing great. All right, all right. This is Ferris. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Ferris? You had a question, a uh, comment for Serena? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a. Uh, I just, I just want to comment. Um, uh, I heard it kept talking about uh, family, family is, and um, you know, it's great. It's great to have family, and uh, I, I just, I just wanted to uh, ask her a question. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, how does you, you know? I, my family never really pushed me to be anything, and most of my family has just been people that just been around me at that time. But at what time do you leave the people behind that you? I don't, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Leave the people behind. But at what time do you, uh, like you say, like you pack up your luggage and move to the next crowd, or do you try to take? Or you try to do all you can with this crowd here? Or, or, well, what I'm saying, at what point do you, do you keep trying to help the people around you, or, or do you just pack up and move to a better crowd? Okay. Um, well, my answer to that question would be um, 
the time to move and make uh, make some moves and make some changes is when when you're tired. And I think the simple fact that you would be asking <laughs> it would it would probably be an indication that it, it it's time to move on. Um, yeah, I mean, I and and my thing is when I say move on, you don't necessarily have to cut people off and just never talk to them again and never go to them and separate yourself completely from them. But you gotta you you just have to physically move on. You might not have time to entertain as much as you used to, and that's perfectly fine. You can still love them where they are. But when you're ready for your life to progress and you're ready to start doing some of the things that you've had inside of you to do, then it's time to just move. And you can still love them and leave them where they're at. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna pack my bag. <laughs> You're gonna have to. I mean, you, if you want change, you got to do something. You yeah. Can't, you know, you can't faith without works is there. So you can't be like, I believe I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. I believe I'm going. I believe. But if you ain't done the work and started moving, then um, you you, you can believe all you want. But without the work. <laughs> oh, I. I... I feel you. I'm putting in work right now. I just got accepted into school. I started in June, and God is moving in ways. I, you know, I, I could never see this for myself again because I done slipped so many times. But it's, I'm just walking by faith, you have not by it. sight. You have, and that's it. And once you have that, then you're fine. And you can still love those people, but you got to keep it moving. Don't lose your focus. Yeah, but Pat. Duffel bags, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Rita, I wanted to, you know, I think the beautiful thing about what you, what you've done, and in in all of your mess when you were going through, I noticed that you never cut your communication off with the Lord. You never cut that. Even when you said that you were going through, you you were saying things to Him in the middle. Of your mess, how right. important? How important is it, is it for us to keep that line of communication open with our father? Listen to me, it is so important, and I think unfortunately, our local churches or like some of our older parents and siblings and stuff have made it seem so complicated to have a relationship with God, and it is so not that complicated. Um, one of the things I recognized was. He he was there all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Waiting yeah. patiently. He was there, right there, all the time. And it's not so much like I lived a perfect life and I was just blameless and shameless and a perfect angel before him. That's not mm-hmm. what he could use. He, matter of fact, he said he wasn't even called to that. Like, he's called to the ones that need him. I don't need him if I'm always good. There you go. You understand what I'm saying? What what do I need Christ for then? What what for what? I need him when I'm messed up. And it doesn't and and, and it and it's a process. It is so a process. Okay, God, listen, my first thing I have to do is recognize where I am and be honest. And there's no big, you know, father in Jesus' name from the you know, you don't have to go big with the words. Just Lord, listen, here I am. And if I don't know what to say, help me. Help me. <laughs> That's a prayer. Yeah. And learning to just talk and and really be honest. And then what I started to find out was God was the only one that was not judging me. 
God was the only one not giving me a comment. God was the only one I didn't have to beg to talk to me. God was the only one I didn't have to beg to spend time with me. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Wow. So just just knowing that my, my relationship with God was important and I could talk to him just like I talked to a friend. And then, of course, you know, I needed to be in a, find a church family and home that would um, that would help me to grow. But ultimately, I never I, – I, I understand that there's a relationship with church and there's a relationship with God. The church could be a mess, but God is still good. Yeah, absolutely. So once I drew the separation, so people in church going to mess up because people in church is human and they got flesh and skin and bone and blood and everything like you do. They're going to mess up, but God is still good. <laughs> you understand what I mean? So once my relationship with him was good, I could look past some stuff in the church and just I got to keep it going. Um, but I, just learning how to communicate, yes, I, I kept that relationship in some form or a fashion. Well, awesome. And, and and that is that is the key. That that is that is so key. What you're saying and having that relationship with Him, because I I think when when people and I'm not beating the church down. When people are going to the churches now, they're told that they have to go through an orientation and they have to go through wait all of this long time before they can right. become a member and, and and all of this stuff. I'm not knocking that, but when you're talking about somebody that's new a new babe in Christ that's really right. wanting to get in and you you're sitting them down. Right. They can lose they can lose out a little bit. Yeah, I mean and 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 that's why it, it is so important that personal relationship is so important. And and I'm and let, and I just I I got to keep clarify I am not talking to you with perfect lips at all. I still have my struggles. You understand what I'm saying? I still have the same things that you know, things within me that I have to keep dealing with. I have to ask God to forgive me for. Yeah, things that I don't understand or things that I'm still learning. It's not that I've arrived, because if I arrived, I'm ready to go out of here, and I ain't ready to go. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, so, I mean, it's not that I'm talking from perfection. It's what I need people to understand. I am still always growing, always learning. I know that I need to ask God to forgive me. I know that I need to believe him. I know I need to walk by faith and not by sight. And I know I need to keep company that's up, uh, in line with where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is so, oh, my, wow. You, you, I mean, you hit it right on the button, the company you keep. Well, I want to yeah, ask you I, about that. Yeah. You know, how were the people around you, like the friends that you had, how did they react to you once you started, uh, once your business really started to move forward? What friends? (laughs) (laughs) What friends? I am so telling you this. Listen, I didn't have many friends at all, at all. I mean, when I – I'm not lying to you. Um, the friends that I have now are the friends who have become my friends recently, within the last two, three years. Hmm. But for a long, I went through a very long period of isolation, and I'm sure that there's people that are listening that can that can um, uh, uh, understand, you know, what I'm talking about. That period of isolation where. There's just nobody around. There are no friends. There's nobody to talk to. There ain't no networks. There ain't no networking. There's just nothing, just you. And I, I and now, like I said, in retrospect, I, that was the place where I grew in God the most. Mm. 
mm-hmm. when I was all by myself. All by yourself. So Not no, no, no boyfriends, no, no boyfriends, no <laughs> girlfriends, no, 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 fr- just, I mean, some, the people that I saw, you know, church, work, whatever, that was all I had. And I thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> what did I do? Mm-hmm. Well, Serena, what about I'm sorry? Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I, and I was just saying, but then I, I, I understood what that place was about. And I had to somehow embrace it, whether I wanted to or not. There must be something I'm supposed to learn during this isolation. And if you think about it, even in the Bible, every great person, man and woman of God, they all had to go through isolation time, time alone. Mm-hmm. Whether That's Jonah so in the well, Daniel, Elias, then you go, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the, the fire, Jesus in the garden, you know, Moses on the mountain, where everybody had isolation time. And Serena Moore. Serena Moore had her <laughs> at ninety six oh one Ashton Road for for at least six years. Wow. What yeah, about, like really. What about the company you're keeping right now? Okay. The company that I keep now, um, they it has to be people that are in line with where I'm going. Um, it has to be people who won't um, try to compromise my values. Um, it has to be people who who have integrity. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not yeah. out looking for you know just the most popular um, individuals. And I'll tell you this as for an example, I'm for Serena Speaks. I'm, I was you know contemplating about building a team to kind of help me with more of the Serena Speaks stuff. And my one thing was I don't I don't let everybody in my circle. I'm very much to myself. I don't want to compromise who I am, or and I, you know what I mean. Like even yeah. before this, before I came on this radio station, you guys emailed me a couple times, and I said um, somebody needs to investigate now. I don't know. I have I haven't heard of them. <laughs> so <laughs> what were they talking about two weeks ago? You know what were they? You know what is their station about? Like that kind of stuff. I'm very careful now because yeah, I'm just seeing that I have a lot assigned to my hands. I gotta be. I mean, the people that are that are with me have to be for me, for real. Mm. And, and the Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. Wow. So hey. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So what are you? What are you? Uh, we got about ten minutes left in the show, and I I just want to focus now on some of the things that you're into now. You know, okay. aside from the business that you run and the nonprofit. You know, what do you have on your plate right now other than those two projects? Okay, well, um, I, I guess the whole um, Serena Speaks brand is my is my biggest project right now. And I'll, um, I'll give my website if that's okay. Can I give yeah, it yeah, now? Sure, sure. Okay, sure, sure. so, um, and, and while we're on, you guys can go on there. Um, it's www.serenaspeaks.com. And my first name is S-I-R-E-N-A. And then the word speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S dot com. Um, and on that website, I have a place where you can, I think it says stay connected or something, and you can join my mailing list to get emails from me uh, once a month. And once a month, I'll send out kind of my updates, uh, my speaking engagements, where I'm going to be speaking, whether it's locally or out of town. Um, for example, I was on this radio show, being on the radio show tonight, that went out to my whole mailing list so that they could listen in. Uh, I was I was on TV One on Sunday, 
and um, that everybody got that information to, to watch. And then I also try to send out information that will help other entrepreneurs to grow their businesses. Um, that's, that's one thing that I absolutely try to make sure that I do. Uh, and I've been hosting uh, uh, small series like Sit Down. The, the series is called Sit Down with Serena, and it's a small group of serious entrepreneurs only. I mean, people who have their businesses, who are trying to get started and take it to um, another level. And I've taken time out of my schedule uh, twice so far. I did one in January and one in February to just give, I mean, strategy. I gave marketing strategy. I gave um, people who don't have money to get started. I let them know where the business plan competitions are, um, you know, and, and that kind of thing. I, I'm tired of talking about what you need in business, but I'm trying to give you how to and what to do. Um, and where those resources are, because when I was getting started, I didn't have the resources, I didn't have the money, and I didn't have the know-how, and I wish somebody would have handed it to me. Uh, but since I know now, I'm making sure that I take that information, I'm helping somebody else. So that those are kind of my, my projects so far. I will also have a radio station soon on bdigx.com, and more information will be coming about that within the next couple of months. So I'm accepting uh, speaking engagements, uh, my my passion is really the younger generation, but, you know, I'm not limited at all. But if, you know, if you would like for me to come to be a speaker for a conference or a seminar or whatever, you can also, you know, submit your request by, by email, and then somebody from my team will um, will get back to you. So that that's just about it for, for now. What about your audio, your CD? How can people oh. get that? Because I've, I'm, I, I'm telling you, I'm getting slammed right now with messages from people in Facebook. Okay, the CD is actually available on cdbaby.com. So that's cdbaby, B-A-B-Y, dot com. And what you can do is um, on CD Baby, you can listen to a brief clipping of each one of the tracks. It's tracks one through ten. It's my whole testimony and everything um, uh, on the CD and also ten principles that I operate by. And, I mean, as you see from me speaking, I'm talking just like I'm talking now. So it's not boring. There is some music to it, so it's easy to listen to. Um, but it's available on CDBaby.com. And in the search engine, if you'd like, all you have to do is type in my, my name, Serena Moore, and it will bring you to my page. The title of the CD is called It's Not My Fault, It's Just My Time. And it's based on one of my favorite scriptures that talks about there's a time and a season for everything, everything under the sun, a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to reap, a time to sow. Th that, that's the scripture that it's based on. And I just believe that right now, it, you know, it, it's my time. It's kind of like when a, base, when a basketball player has that shot and, you know, they just keep making that three-point. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like they just keep going to the same spot and just shooting. And every time they get there, it goes in. It's just their time. It's their game. Right. And that's how I'm feeling right now. That's awesome. Well, why is it, Serena, that you, you want to share so much of your information with other people? Because I'm blessed when I give. I'm absolutely blessed when I'm when I give, and and I've just kind of always been a giver. I don't believe that. Um, uh, I don't believe in competition. I don't believe that I have to hold on to everything that I have and just you know bury my talent so nobody steals it. <laughs> I'm really, I'm just really a giver, uh, and I and I believe that I, I went through what I went through. I've been given what I've been given so that I can help somebody else. 
period. And if it's not through, um, I can't, you know, I can't financially help the world. I wish I could, and maybe God will raise me up to do that. But if I can't do it that way, I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you resources. I'll give you what I have, um, because God, God, God will bless me. Yes, He will. He's doing that now. Absolutely. 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 You so know, yeah, if you, if you can go on to um to CD Baby and and definitely support the CD, and there is a part two um coming real soon. It's it's being worked on um as we speak. Good, awesome. You know, I I was going to ask you about this, but I think you might have answered it earlier. But I'll ask again. You know, do you be, well? I, let me read. Let me answer this. Let me ask this question, and I'll see how you answer it. Do you think that? A project like Project Joshua can be something that people will take a look at and duplicate. Um, I would I would kind of use we well you know what you mean like the type what the organization does yes well yeah and I and I think that there there are so many organizations that address issues related to young people and the younger generation. I mean, there are so many. So it's, to answer the question, I mean, I believe it's already being duplicated just in different ways okay. um, and on different levels with different resources. But I believe that there are so many youth advocacy programs out there that, you know, we don't necessarily need another one, but we probably need to come together on some of them and help one another. Right, right. Well, when I, when I said duplicate, I wanted to, I wanted to really say replicate. Like you oh, think okay. it would work in other in other areas, but you you still answered the question, right? Yes. Yeah. But Serena, I heard that I understand that you sit in a spaceship now, and they call you Scotty. Oh wow! Somebody told me about the spaceship. <laughs> How do you know about that? <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't reveal my sources, but I oh I boy, ask somebody say ask her about the spaceship. The spaceship is my new vehicle. And I call it a spaceship because when I first got it, I got it in the nighttime, and it has this huge screen in the console, and it has OnStar, and it just feels like you're in a spaceship. And I was setting up my OnStar when I was driving from the dealer, and they were just like, hello, Miss Moore, congratulations on your new purchase. Of and I'll tell you guys what I got. Y'all ready? No, don't no, 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 don't say it yet. I I I I kind of have an idea. Go ahead, I can take it. Go ahead, I can have it. Go ahead. You can take it. I, I can okay. Have it. So they said congratulations on the purchase of your new 2008 Cadillac Escalade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's huge, and I'm talking to them and setting it up and driving and. It was just so big and lit up, and somebody was talking out the sky. So I, from then on, I just, <laughs> I just called it a, a, a spaceship. Um, but, yeah, that that's it. And everybody jokes because I'm really like, you know, y'all, do you guys know how tall I, I really am? I'm like 6'4". No. No, I'm I'm no, thank I'm about 4'11 four, four and a half. Thank you. Thank but, uh, you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm 5'. But every time I get out of the spaceship, they like, oh, my goodness, this girl in this big old truck. But I love it. I absolutely love it. To God be the glory. Yes. And, and, and it's mine, and I thank God. And that's another lesson. Only buy what you can afford to buy. I don't believe in payments. Oh, no, man, nothing. Yeah, buy it if you can afford it. 
Well, you know what? Thank you so much, Samina. We have about 45 seconds, and I, and, and I want to say this to, to a lot of people that are listening. You just heard an example of what faith can do. And she's not telling you what she heard somebody else say. She's telling you and explaining the things that she went through, test, tried, and proven. Brian, did you have anything? Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know to tune in on Monday for another edition of the Abundant Solutions Hour. We will have another great and exciting show. also want to thank Miss Serena. I know I, I had to get it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. That's fine. <laughs> With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you. Good evening, and God bless you all. <laughs>